Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. I'm JJ Ramberg. I'm the co-founder of Good Pods, the podcast player where you can follow friends, influencers, and groups to see what they're listening to. I'm based in West LA. Well, can I tell you what's bananas? We have spent basically zero dollars on marketing because I think it's because we went out there with a very, again, sort of listener, creator-centric vision for launching this. And so we spent we 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 still do spend so much time listening to everyone who is a part of good pods so when we launched this even before we wrote the first piece of code i spoke to i'm not kidding i wish i could show you my spreadsheet 700 people and these people ranged from you know the head of wondery to malcolm gladwell to a woman who has a small podcast about dogs that she does once a week to people who listen to 100 podcasts a week to someone who listens to one podcast a month <laughs> and so I, we just put out our hypothesis out there of hey we think there's a problem for both listeners and creators are we right do you think this is a problem too and then we launched good pods and then we just got feedback and so from all of the feedback we've gotten we've we've killed features and we've added features so we put in things like indie only top 100 lists because we learned from a lot of the creators out there hey it's really hard for me to get onto a top 10 list because I can't compete with Smartless and The Daily and, you know, all all these shows. But once you filter those out and you get to indie only, well, suddenly there I am. And so we've created things like that. We heard from listeners. I want to find out not just from my friends what they're listening to, but people who are interested in what I'm interested in. And so we've created groups. So, for example, there's a group with, I don't know, it's got a thousand people or something of people who are interested in astrology podcasts who are all sharing nice. podcasts with each other. I didn't even know something like that existed. <laughs> it's it's really, I mean, you know what's so nuts too is I was talking to somebody yesterday who is um, on the app and he just, he told me he was really involved in this one group and I went on and the group, I forget how many people it had, but it was huge and you know, in the beginning days, you know everything that happens, right? I know everything that happened on the app. I knew every major user. I knew every big group. I knew every podcast that got popular. And now it's just so amazing to see that it's taken on a life of its own and people are creating their own communities on here and sharing with each other. And it's just, it's so neat. And how many podcasts do you have listed on Good Pods now? Or how many people do you have using Good Pods? Every podcast that you can find on Apple Podcasts, you can find on Good Pods. So there, there's nothing exclusive about this, and we don't intend for there to ever be anything exclusive about this. So it's, um, yeah, as a player, 
you know, as a player itself, it's it's equal to any other player out there. It's just, again, the magic of it comes in this ability to interact with each other and share and see what people are listening to. Hi, this is John Ferrar, CEO of Nimble, creator of relationship management systems for individuals and teams looking to scale relationships that help them achieve their dreams. We're based in Santa Monica. Number one is what makes Nimble unique from the other CRMs is that you work for the other CRMs. They don't work for you and you have to go to them to use them. So before a meeting, you should get to know who somebody is and what their business is about. Right now, you Google them. Tomorrow, you'll Nimble them. Nimble automatically builds your CRM from the contacts that you have. You have them in G Suite or in Google and Microsoft and in social and in the business apps that you use. What we do is we consolidate those contacts and enrich them with the people and company data so you don't have to go Google and type stuff in. We synchronize every interaction that you and the team have on email, calendar, and social. And then we work where you work. Where do you live? I live in my inbox. I live in social. I live in other business apps. I live in my browser looking at companies and engaging. And so your CRM should sit there like a little nudge on your shoulder helping you to remember who somebody is, what the business is about and the history of actions and what's going to happen and who's going to do it. And if you don't have a record for that person to automatically build a record from mm-hmm. whatever data you have, uh, an email, a social handle, a, a name, first and last name. But the whole thing about Nimble is that if you're using it for a team to collaboratively build relationships, well, there's typically workflows and processes that you go through in order to do that. So if you're going to hire somebody, there's a flow for that. There's a workflow for that. You, you put an ad in the uh, you know, ZipRecruiter or whatever, and you get emails in, and then you look at the email and you do a sniff test. You look at the resume, you look at the social, the LinkedIn profile, you say, okay, is this person fit us? If they do, you schedule a call. Then you have that call. And if you like what you hear, you might give them an assignment. They do the assignment. You like what they did. You might then have them talk to the next person, blah, blah, blah. So today, most people manage those types of workflows and relationships and spreadsheets, or they try to use things like Trello. The problem with spreadsheets and things like Trello is the task, the repeatable tasks that you're doing that are related to people and companies aren't connected to the people and companies you're connecting to. So when you're engaging with them in email or social or in your CRM, you don't have the workflow built into that. And so we basically took uh, the Kanban board idea of a Trello or Jira, and we basically embedded that into Nimble. So you have this board with a series of stages that you can define, that you can then define cards of people and company cards with unique fields that are related to the workflow that you're doing that you can then put them through these processes. And then we went and surveyed all the standard things that you do at a company outside of just sales in uh, marketing, customer service, accounting, HR, uh, PR, influencer marketing, uh, fundraising, investor relations, uh, analyst relations, all those different things. And we basically built templates that you could just select them and they automatically will set these things up. So when you onboard a Nimble, We have dozens of templates that fit the kind of typical repeatable process that you do. And then you can go modify the stages or the fields that we've defined for you to suit your business. And then no matter where you're at, let's pretend we're at LinkedIn and we see somebody that we actually want to connect to. Today, you might just send them a connection and forget about it. With Nimble, you can send them a connection and put them in a relationship workflow that you can then take that relationship from the initial connection into a measurable, mutual, beneficial outcome that you're trying to achieve. And you do this all the time, whether you're outreaching for podcast guests or 
whatever you do. And now you can do that type of workflow process, not only in Nimble, but wherever you're engaging. Hey, I'm Shane Miller, founder of AuthArmor. We have tools to make two-factor and passwordless authentication easy for business owners and developers. We're based here in Paulus Verdes. No, that's an interesting question. So with our services, you actually get every single feature. Every plan gets every single feature, but it's more like a utility. So our services build as you use it, kind of like a cloud uh, infrastructure provider. So the more authentications you send, the, the, the more the higher your monthly bill will be. But what we do is we give 5,000 a month for free. So, you, you know, if you have a small little blog or a small little e-commerce shop that you're only doing 5,000 logins, you can definitely use our service for free and you get every single piece of uh, functionality and feature that everyone else does. Wait, let's dive into that more because the way it's been presented for the majority of our conversation has been very enterprise thinking. So let's talk about the mom and pop small business. How does that work? Absolutely. So our API is built uh, to be very simple to use. And so what you would need to do is, you know, any business or even any developer or hobbyist developer can go out and sign up on our website, get a couple of API keys, and you can start calling our API and send authentications to anywhere you'd like. So you're saying me as an individual, I can't use it? Well, so what happens is the service actually has to adopt AuthArmor first, kind of like yeah. the two-factor code, right? So yeah. the way that your two-factor code works is the only way you could use that code is if that service actually built their service to understand what a code mm. was. And so same thing with AuthArmor is the only way the app will work is if the service has started using the AuthArmor tools so it knows about the AuthArmor app behind the scenes. Got it. Very, very similar like Duo when you mentioned, I think you had mentioned Duo earlier in the call, like Duo only works if you're using their end-to-end -end solution. And this is the same situation that the, um, you know, you have to enroll the biometrics with the other website before mm -hmm. it'll even send a request over. Just about the independent person like me, if I'm using an authentication app, is that is that okay? Because you said don't do SMS. So I'm like, okay, anywhere where I have my password and SMS, let me change that stat. So is my author if I use Google Authenticator or something like that, is is that okay? Or am I That's good, doing yeah. it a bad way? No, the Google Authenticators are definitely good security. It's the ones that if you are getting an SMS code instead of the Google Authenticator. So you still type in a username and password, but then they send you a code. Um, those are not good because what happens is people will go to your cell phone carrier and they'll do a social engineering attack where they will try to fake your identity and they'll get that counter that, you know, that poor team mobile person to give them a SIM card. And when they've got your SIM card, they can now get your text messages. And so that's very easy for them to do with Google Authenticator. They can't do that, right? They'd actually have to have your device. They physically have to steal your physical device. But with the SIM messages, um, th there's a lot of ways that those messages can be intercepted. So those are bad to have on text message. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.